Hello, hey, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, you sick SOBs. Welcome back to Mindset to Mike. It's your boy Jimmy. What up, everybody? It's Drew here. We are back. This is episode seis. Am I right? Seven? Seven. Oh, siete. Siete. Siete, you Spanish I'm, I'm still brushing up. 7% Spanish, <laughs> Hispanic on my ancestry. I'm brushing up. It's been a while. but so 7%? Let... You don't even know what 7 is. <laughs> I'm siete percent. Bet I learned today. <laughs> Um, so episode siete seven, um, we got a few interesting things to talk about on this one. Uh, we're going to kick this bad boy off with, uh, talking about our new purchase. So on the last episode, we talked about, um, wanting to get a, uh, well, a couple things, vision board and a planner. And we wanted to lock each other in on actually making those purchases. So, uh, I guess mo- we 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 uh, it's the moment of truth. So we're gonna see where we're at. Did we did we stand up to our end of the bargain, or are the haters correct? And did we fail? So what do you got on your end, Andy? First of all, I never let the haters win, never. even if they're right. They're not right because they're haters. That's right. So, but I did make a purchase, man. Uh, the one that the link that you found, I spent probably like a good half an hour. Just scrolling through, trying to find good reviews and one that kind of made sense. And the one that you sent uh, from through the Amazons there was was the winner, man. It's called the Transcending, uh, what is it, Waves Planner, something like that. Something like that. Yeah, solid little purchase. Really like it, man. <clears throat> yeah, so it's a daily planner. Just found it on Amazon for like, I don't know, 15, 20 bucks. Um, but... This thing is in depth, man. First of all, it's sweet. Like quality is awesome. It's like uh, it's like leather bound. Yeah, black and brown leather bound. Um, oh, you nasty woo! bro with the rhyme. That's going on my next mixtape that I've been working on for a couple Fire, years. Going, my headphones on ears. <laughs> heating up. I'm heating up. Uh, so black and brown leather bound. Uh, I like to fill it out when I'm sitting on the ground. Um, so, but this thing, like, it's so in depth. So the plan is to use it beginning this month and just walk you through a couple pages of this bad boy. So you have an idea what we're talking about when we say having a daily planner, cause it's, it's like much more than that. So starts off with your month, right? So you, you fill in the month, it's got a monthly calendar, um, where you can, um, fill in, you know, your schedule or, or, or high level things that you need to know for the month. And it also has a monthly focus for you to fill in, um, kind of what your a high level goal for that month. And then it's got all these little sections of things to fill out that, that essentially it's going to take your high level goal and break it down into smaller pieces. So it's got, uh, this month will be great because three different things, three affirmations, um, bad habits, distractions to avoid this month, three things. Habits and skills to develop, things I'm saving for, and then uh, it's got a spot for projects for for up to four projects, and then the action steps you want to accomplish on those projects for the month, 
It's got top goals of the month um, and why and then how you are going to measure success on that goal and what how you're going to reward yourself if you achieve it and then some uh, action steps in the to-do list. So that's just for the monthly. So you can tell part of it is you're going to spend some time with these bad boys. You know, we're going to have to, we're going to log some, some hours filling these out. But what's cool about that is actually you're forcing yourself to think about these kind of things. You know what I mean? You're actually putting, you're putting pen to paper about your goals rather than, you know, I know I want to do A, B, and C, but what happens if you don't actually make that commitment to yourself or put it on paper is you're just going to keep letting that bad boy slide to the background and everything else. She gone. She gone. Everything else becomes more important. Next thing you know, um, you know, you never, you're never still sitting in your, your grandma's basement. You know, wonder why you ain't doing shit with your life. Smoking Marlboro menthol 1000s and nobody wants to be that guy. Nope. So from there, it takes you to a weekly overview um, where you can, um, you know, you can fill in your everyday schedule on here. I, I'm probably not going to use that so much because I, I have a pretty solid calendar that I use um, via work, but I, I put work and life stuff on there. So I put a lot of time into that. I don't know that I'm going to translate that over to this, but it's got we, the weekly goals, um, to-do list, uh, and then some things I'll do to make this week great in your personal lives with your loved one and friends, education, school, business, career, work, things I'm looking forward to. It's got positive habit tracker. So like, uh, you know, examples here are I want to meditate. So, you you know, you put a, a scoring system on here for how many times you did it each day of the week. You give yourself a total. It even has a place to uh, track your expenses. Um, I mean, this thing is so detailed. And then from yeah. there, from there, it's daily, which is um, this is the thing that I think is really cool is because it makes you in the morning, um, you got to spend some time in the morning putting today's goal, priorities, to-do list, uh, three things I'm grateful for, three reasons today will be great, three things I'm excited about, and then an affirmation. Got some workout notes, some stuff that's on my mind, and then a daily challenge for yourself. Um, so that takes some time in the morning, but you're you're setting the course for your day. And uh, what's really cool is it do- you know it doesn't explicitly say this, but the if you're unfamiliar, the point for logging these things you're grateful for and things you're excited about, what's going to be great, uh, is because you're steering your mind in that direction rather than focusing on the negative stuff. You're going to be looking throughout the day for things that are that are positive, so you notice them more. Um, you know, it's the old like uh, you know you see a uh, if you're you're going to buy a green Monte Carlo. You're thinking about buying one. And then you start to see green Monte Carlos all over the place. You know what I mean? You're like, man, everybody's got a green Monte. But you've never seen green Monte Carlos before a day in your life until you start thinking about it. No. That's just how the brain works. So I think that's sweet. Yeah. And then that rolls into the nightly review. Um, so every night you got to spend a little bit of time. Um, and you're, you're writing down today's wins, how I will improve for tomorrow. How productive was I today, 1 to 10? Did I accomplish all my goals? If not, what got in the way? So you can, you know, see if you can find a trend there. And if something's getting in the way, you get it the hell up out of there. Uh, today's most memorable moment. One act of kindness I performed today. One thing you learned today. And how did I connect with friends and loved ones today? And then a spot for journaling, which if you listen to anything that talks about the most successful people in the world in any, in any you know, path, they all journal um, at night. It's just getting your thoughts out on paper, man. And that's something I've, I've never done. And I've always yeah. wanted to do, so this is going to kind of force me to do it, which I'm excited about. Right. Yeah, man, I, this was like, 
you always think about it like, oh yeah, I know what I'm doing today and stuff, you know, and kind of make a plan in your head about what you're gonna do. And shit, shit's easily sliding out, sliding out of the way. So and you don't act on it. I found this like I started doing it on Monday, uh, just to get in it and get kind of start forming the the habit and routine. Dude, it's really hard to fill out all these questions. Really, you know, it really it really makes you think. Like, you know, and you and you want to be genuine about. It. You just want to make shit up, right? So, you know, I put a lot of thought and like, it's a lot harder than I thought it would be to actually write down and answer. You know, what it's uh, the structure that's providing you with in detail. But um, you know, I'm on on day three in the morning now, and it's getting easier and easier. I can see the pages are filling up more. Yeah, but uh. Love it, dude. So far, that's cool, man. I, I like that. It uh, tomorrow will be my first day, um, so I like that. I just like that it makes you think, and the the fact that um, it is so detailed and it makes you come up with all these different things is like you know, in the standard day, you know, you wake up in the morning, you're like, okay, I got a meeting at eleven. Uh, you know, I got I got this going on at three. In the meantime, I'll just try to play catch up on other stuff. And then what happens next thing you know, you're, you know, you're on your phone, you're spending a bunch of time doing all these random things because you didn't have a clearly defined task, you know, mm -hmm. for, for all this downtime. And, um, that's what I love about this. Cause it, it, you plan on the morning. I want to make sure that I, even down to the, the connecting with friends and loved one, like if I'm writing down that I'm going to call so-and-so today, um, and just, I haven't talked to so-and-so, I'm going to call him or I'm going to send him a text. I'm yeah. going to. There's this big high level project. I'm gonna do this to get myself towards that goal. Um, you know, it, it it just adds things to your calendar that you typically wouldn't put there, and you would just assume that you want to do or are going to do. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, and it it doesn't take long to, to fill out. Like maybe the the monthly overview will take a little bit of time because you know you're you're looking you know a month ahead, and maybe a little bit of the week. If you were to do like the daily focuses, yeah. But once you're into like the actual morning plan, you know you're looking at 15 minutes just laying out you know, your top priorities for that day, and then the nightly review again, 15, 20 minutes is all. But the thing I love the most is the nightly review because it kind of makes you reflect on the day and, and like hold yourself accountable. Like, did you even do the things that you said that you were going to do? What? Yeah. 16 hours ago, you know, or whatever. Yeah, holding you accountable to yourself, which obviously exactly. is really important. But everybody likes to think they do that, but until you have a platform or a place to do it, you're you're mm -hmm. probably not really doing it. Yeah, you're looking at this list of things that I said I was going to do, and it's like my my mind wants me to be able to check these things off, you know. Like, and and the, I feel guilty if I don't. So it's it's yeah. a great tool. Yeah, this thing's sweet. I'm excited. Um, so what did you? And maybe maybe you don't want to share. Maybe you do. What what did you put for the affirmation on any of the days you've done it, or have you filled that that spot out yet? Yeah, I just I just said on um, one of them was today I will stay positive and productive and, and uh, execute execute my to do list. It's, and did you? Yeah, yeah. Nice man. That so I'm, I'm we'll talk about that in a minute here, but it's something I'm really interested in is right now is affirmations and kind of visions and manifestation, which we'll, we'll get into, but, um, so that's the journal thing. So we both got that bad boy. This is sweet. I'm excited to use it. You're already using it. Um, 
And the other thing was a vision board. Do you have one? What's your, what's your. Yeah, I got a, um, I just came in like, uh, on fr- last Friday. It's like a half whiteboard, half cork board. So I can like, you know, write stuff down, dry erase marker. And then I have things I can pin up as well. Yeah. How big is it? Uh, it's like two by three. Okay. Where'd you put that bad boy? Right in front of my face, dude. Right above my monitor. Oh, in your office? Yeah. Nice. I like it. So I'm like staring at it all day. Yeah. Every day when I'm in here, you know. And if you're not doing those things, you feel bad about yourself. Exactly. Um, we got, so Lucy wants to do this too. We're both really excited about this right now. So I was looking at, at those ones that like you bought, um, but I need one a little bit bigger if we're both going to be doing it and we're going to put it in the bedroom. We're in the middle of redoing our bedroom anyway. So, um, we actually just yesterday went to good old Lowe's and bought some uh, chalkboard paint for the wall. So we're just going to paint the entire wall. Oh, nice. And dude. we'll write it up there, you know, as big as we want on the wall. The, it's the wall that we're both looking at first thing we wake up in the morning and right when we go to sleep. So um, I'm going to paint that uh, one day this week, and we're going to use that bad boy because I, w- I want it to be really, really big. Um and, you know, she wanted it to, she didn't want to make our room look odd with, you know, in our bedroom with a little whiteboard that, yeah. and I'm a dude, I'm going to draw a dick on it at some point, I'm sure. <laughs> so this way, you know, it, the dick will look more. It's exactly what I look forward to first thing in the morning. A little, little D on the wall. <laughs> um, so that's the vision board. So I'm pumped about that. We'll post some pictures, um, of our vision board when we get it up. And then, uh, same with you. We'll, we'll make a little collage, collage. That's French for collage, which means a couple pictures together. Oh, no, I thought you're, now you're French. Now you're Spanish or French, bro. Make I, up your mind. I do a lot of stuff, man. I do a lot of different stuff. So that leads us to the book slash podcast update. Um, you want to, you want to share first, bro? Yes, uh, the book I'm reading that I mentioned on the last podcast is Never Split the Difference uh, by a guy named Chris Voss. Sales, right? You're getting the sale. Yeah, it was more negotiation. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah. Stuff. yeah. So, um, and then I mentioned labeling a little bit on the last one, but I wanted to go in a little bit more detail with that. So when you're labeling, like use labeling in negotiation, you know, it's like, basically using your intuition to identify the internal state of the person that you're negotiating with, you know, getting in tune with their emotions. That way um, you bring it to the surface, you know, whether they're they're aggressive or they have aggression or hesitation towards whatever you're discussing. Uh, And that translates to, you know, kind of a cry for help on their end if they're aggressive and hesitating. Huh. So, so the goal here is to to label them. Like, I, I sense that you feel like I'm trying to ask you for, you know, a discount that you're not able to provide due to you won't have enough profit margin if you were to do that. And then, you know, you kind of you you call them out on being, you know, like kind of their emotions on that as if you're trying to take advantage of them or something, you know. Yeah. So it's basically like bringing it bringing it to light. putting it on the table like their feelings um and then you know once once they realize that you recognize their emotions they're more willing to to show more uh, to to provide more information and kind of open up to you and share more 
uh, about the discussion or whatever, or their requirements or things that, that really mean something to them in that part of the negotiation. So I thought that was pretty interesting. And then one other thing that uh, the next the next chapter rolled into um, start with no. So everyone goes into a no negotiation or some type of you know purchase or trying to sell to to get a yes, right? You want the other person to say yes to you, and that um, is actually kind of counterproductive in a sense. You want you want to start with no, so you want to give you want to ask question questions and give opportunities for the person to say no. And that gives them, it creates kind of an illusion that they have control because they have the option to tell you no. Ah, I was wondering where yeah. you were going with that. Yeah. So, and then, and once they, once they feel like they told you no, like they have a sense of control, uh, their emotions calm, you know, the conversation is more effective. And, and then they are able to really look at the proposal in more detail because they're not worried about being, you know, hounded by some sales dude trying to get a yes out of them. So, you know, you want to provoke the no uh, right off the bat. You know, people are already skeptical, so they're already, you know, so it's, it's pretty easy to ask the right questions to get a no. And you do a series of no questions, and every no leads to, uh, gets you closer to a yes is kind of the thought behind it. Uh, I like it. Yeah. That's true. I mean, that's real. I can think of, I can think of times where that's the case. And I know being someone who's been sold to, you definitely, you know, if somebody's selling you a product, no matter if it's something you absolutely need, you you try you try as a consumer to not say yes right away. Even if it's all perfect, you don't want to just be like, "Yep, I'll take it." Yeah. You know, that's just that's just nature. You want to be, be in control, so you're like, "No, well, well, we need to do this with the price, you know, or or we need yeah. to it doesn't it doesn't work because of this." And you just want to feel in control. So that's interesting if, as the salesperson or the the person on that side of the negotiation letting you feel that making you feel that way to get it out of the way exactly because you know something and and if the sales dude's being real pushy or whatever and just trying to get you to say yes so bad it could really turn you off you like i don't want to fucking deal with this guy for sure all he wants is me he's just trying to push this on me but if if you're able to flip that and to where you like you feel like oh, i told him no so so now he it's just diving further into you know what, why what can what more can I offer you to to get a yes? That's what you're really getting at is when you're when you tell me no, that tells me that I need to do more and lay things out for you in a specific way or whatever. Yeah, and you uh, want in order that to person, get that yes. You want that person to work for it. You don't want to be the easy sale. I mean, you know, not that it's a bad thing, but that's just you know you just don't want to be like yes to the very first pitch you what for some reason you want to see that person like have to work for it so right. that no makes makes it seem like they're working for it that's interesting so yeah if you're ever trying to get a chick whatever just uh get all them no's and make her say no first yep. so you just go right in and be like you want to go back to my place she says no then you hit her with the Hey, I think you're pretty. Would you like to go out on a date? And then she'll be like, "See, now we're talking. He's working for it. Yeah, I'll go out yeah, on a yeah. date. You pervert." <laughs> I like it, man. That's interesting. Yeah. Yep. So that's where you're at in that book. Yeah, that's kind of uh, the last chapter I just wrapped up. I can dig, man. Before I go into my book, though, I need to fill out. I need to tell you, I was just at Subway, um, and I I got a cold cut combo four ninety nine. But there was a lady there who. Was through the drive-through, 
and I barely even knew Subway's had drive-thrus, but she was through the drive-thru, and she ordered a meatball wrap. Hmm? Do you understand what that what that means? A meatball. How do you? How do you, how do you what? Do you just wrap a meatball up. That's what the dude who was making it was saying. Because he's like, he's like, I seen him struggling. You just got like a, you know, like a soft taco shell, and he dumped meatballs <laughs> on it, and she didn't even want no cheese or nothing, just meatballs. And then he's trying to fold the taco shell, but I mean, you can't because it's loose meatballs. They're just all wonky in there. Yeah. So he's like, <laughs> he's like, man, I, this is what this lady ordered. I don't know, you know, I don't know what's wrong with her. I just thought that was really strange, meatball wrap. So don't do that. Don't be the meatball wrap person at Subway or anywhere, as a matter of fact. Eat your meatballs on bread or on a plate. Don't even eat bread. Don't even eat Subway. Well, come on. You got to eat, you know. Who do you think you are? So rallies. Well, shit. Um, Know your restaurants, bro. I'm trying to eat less carbs. I, I am trying to do that. I don't remember if we talked about it on here or not, but I'm always sluggish, you know, the whole energy drink thing. Speaking of, let me toot my horn, 18 days without an energy drink. Nice work, bro. Thank you. And I was one a day, dude. I was that guy, sometimes more. And uh, because I just always felt sluggish, so I was, I, I'm like, I'm always tired. What the hell? So I always felt like I needed an energy drink. Well, then I realized I'm eating, I'm eating stuff. Like I was at lunch this one day and they brought out, it was this Italian place. They brought out rolls, like the warm rolls and they had the oil and you like dip them. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Oh yeah. So dude, I ate like five of them. And then have, have I talked about this on here before? <laughs> I think, uh, you mentioned that it was one of your, on your work trip, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so the result of that was I want to try to eat less carbs. So I have been, I've been getting like more salads and then like just meat and stuff like that cutting the bread out not totally but a little bit and uh and at the same time stop energy drinks so after like a couple you know i'm 18 days in after the first like week and a half to two weeks i realized that i don't even want the energy drink as bad anymore because i don't i have energy yeah so the carbs were like definitely was part of the culprit for sure and now i'm at the point where it's been 18 days i'm like you know i don't i don't want one now because now it'd be like, I, what I even do this for, you know? Right. Yeah. No, it's, I mean, it's specifically, it's not all carbs are bad, but it, and when it comes to carb eating, it's usually the timing that's the issue for a lot of people. Um, and, and the carbs that have like a high glycemic index are the, are the bad ones, which is like white, anything pretty much white, like bread and stuff like that. But um, like you can eat complex carbs and the best, time to eat carbs is in the evening or after a post or a post workout uh, so if you do if you do if you do just kind of keep that in mind if, but if it's like if it's processed carbs like simple shit with a high glycemic index like processed sugars and carbs and all yeah, that, see, that was that was my problem stuff. i was eating them in the morning and at lunch and then at at you know yeah. right before lunch and at two o'clock i'm like ready to pass out i even stand up <laughs> uh-huh. All right. Anyways, so book podcast. So my update, Jordan B. Peterson, 12 Rules for Life. Um, I have not – dude, I read like four or five more pages from where I was at last week. Um, but it's not because for – you know, it's not because I haven't been doing anything. I've been hooked on this podcast. Um, so drama from, from Robin Big, Fantasy Factory, all that. He's got a podcast called Long Story Short. Um, and full disclosure, I'm not a big fan, um, of his podcast, short, short, short story long. Oh, uh, short story. Long. Yeah, whatever. Um, 
I'm not trying to give him no love because I don't really listen to it that often. But, uh, yeah, like, I don't know. I, don't, I can't really get into it usually. But anyway, he had his 100th episode, and he called it the Super Pod, and he had on Rob Deerdeck, um, this real estate guy named Kevion Sturdivant, and, and then a kind of like a, I don't know exactly what this guy does yet, but I haven't looked too much into it. I'm guessing it's some in the development realm, but his name's Tom Bilyeu. Um, so anything with Rob Deerdeck on it, I always listen because he's like an incredibly inspiring and motivating guy. If you if you've ever just listened to hear him talk, um, not obviously not on the TV show, he's hilarious, but it's just his business acumen and all the stuff he does behind the scenes, super motivational dude. So I, I'm like, I want to hear this one. It's a few hours long. Yeah. It's got these three that guys. Tom, that Tom dude, he um, he was a co-founder of Quest, like Quest bars and all that shit. He kept mentioning Quest on there. I didn't know what he was talking about. Yeah, the the Quest Nutrition, like the Quest uh, bars. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Worth the, like over $400 million or something. Okay, so he's papered up. Well, that dude, he's incredibly well-spoken. Um, yes. It, yeah. Every time he talks in this pod, it, podcast, it feels like he – like it's scripted almost it's so good and the dude kevion is is incredibly interesting story motivating and then rob is rob so these three guys just sit around and they're kicking around different ideas all about the kind of stuff that we talk about on here um it was so interesting dude it's a few hours long i've listened to it i'm on my third time now um and because there's just so many gems in there and then i i started today uh the, the, the guy Kevion Sturdivant, he has his own episode on Drama's podcast where he goes through his life and all the things he's been through. Fascinating story. Um, so if when you're not listening to us, if you got if you need to listen to something else, I would recommend this episode 100 on Drama's podcast, uh, short story long. But they talk about all kind of stuff in there. It's just super fascinating. So I've been listening to the crap out of that. And um, one of the things that it's real interesting, I, I wanted to know your opinion on. They talk about what I, I did recommend it to you. Did you listen to the whole thing? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So they talk for a little bit in there about manifestation and it's something that it's interesting because they all believe in it. So the thought that, um, you know, I'm going to, it, it's, it's, you know, it, it's what it's as a man thinketh. it's what you think will become reality. So, um, you know, it's, if I, if I constantly tell myself that I'm going to be successful, then everything in my life will will follow that path and move in that direction, inevitably making me successful. Um, and they talk about it, but, but what's interesting is these three guys who this has worked, I mean, they all have believed in this for a long time. Yeah. They, they all, well, two of the three, believe that on such a level that they believe in manifestation on such a level that they try to manifest parking spots. So, which I thought was super interesting because the one guy said it like Kevion said it like jokingly, like I believe in this manifestation so much. I'm telling you when I'm going to like a busy restaurant or to the beach, I'm telling myself the whole way there, I'm going to get this prime parking spot. He's like, and it works more often than not. It works. And Rob was like, you're kidding me. I do the exact same thing. (laughs) So do you, do you, what do you think about manifestation? Do you believe in it? Do you do it? Do you? I 100% believe in it. And uh, I have a little story, actually, um, kind of just just how I got out here, in a sense. So we had a sales meeting in 2015, I think it was, um, out here in, in Tempe, Arizona. And it was my first time actually out here. And then um, just the experience, you know, and being in the environment and, like, 
the weather and it's like this is this is like where I want to be like I would love to live here so after I after that trip you know just always something on my mind like if I were to relocate I would love to go to Arizona you know and all this stuff so it was just always in the back of my mind and periodically I would think about it like you know I would have a shitty Ohio weather day and like see man this is like yeah. I don't have to be here you know so it was like and then almost two years later to the day um just this opportunity came available for me to move out here yeah so it's pretty it's pretty wild but i i definitely believe in it but you have to like people you can't just think of things and it's happened it has to be like to the detail like this is truly something that you want you know what i mean yeah he mentioned on there the the one guy mentioned that and this is where i'm I believe in it, but I think it's um, – I don't believe in it as deeply as they do to where if I want this bad enough and tell myself this is going to happen, um, then it just will happen. I, th- I believe because the, the third guy, Tom, him and Drama kind of agreed, and I, and I kind of believe their thought process. It's um, yes, it, you, you, it will happen, but it's only because you are, you are forcing everything in that direction. All yeah, you put the put the work in. Yeah, and you're and if it if it doesn't happen, you're okay with it not happening. Because Guy Kevion even said like the what's most important about it is is if I don't get that parking spot, I'm still okay. I need to be able to know. I need to know that I'm going to get this parking spot. But if I don't, I'm good. I just I get to you know walk a little bit longer with my wife to the beach is what he says. So ultimately, it's just having an incredibly positive mindset no matter what happens. But but trying to will into action the things that you want. You know what I mean? So it's not like you're yeah, actually manifesting it. it. It's it's because there's a there's a piece of it that is if it doesn't occur, I'm okay with that. So I think from a higher level, it's just being okay with anything that happens. Is working hard and going towards things, but being okay if it doesn't if it doesn't work okay. because it's going to eventually. And then recognizing right. when it does. You know what I mean? And it's the Monte Carlo thing I just said. And, and Rob or drama mentioned it like a red Prius. You think about a red Prius, you start seeing them everywhere. Um, and it's because that stuff is all around. It's just, you're not focused on it. Yeah. It's, I mean, yeah, it's there. Definitely there. And that's the manifestation part is just bringing those thoughts at a constant to where you start to visualize and see things that you want, you know, in the, in the real world. And then it just, it's like affirmations to, to continue to think, in that manner and act on them. Right. Yeah. I, and they talked about affirmations a little bit too, and I'm going to write, um, some, some high level ones for myself. It's something I read about a few years ago and I, I've just never thought about doing it. Cause in Kevion's his own um, episode, he's talking about, um, and again, really specific level, but he was talking about a time where he was really hard up, um, going through some stuff and, and every morning and throughout the day he would wake up and tell him, um, Tell himself, I am Kevin Kevion Sturdivant, and I um, and using or how to go and with with ease and uh, uh, or with ease, I will make twenty five thousand dollars. Or with with ease of effort and using my skills, I will make twenty five thousand dollars. And he just kept doing that and doing that and doing that. And then you know he did it for like two months, and then he he gets a job offer and he asks for a signing bonus of 25 grand, which was like unheard of. And they're like, no. And then they come back basically and say, long story short, they come back and say, okay, we'll do it. So, 
um, it's just interesting how you can weave that kind of thing into your actual life. You know what I mean? It's not like that 25 grand presented itself to him, but an opportunity presented itself that he was able to force in that direction and make that a reality. I think that's so incredible. Yeah. So I'm going to, I'm going to write down a couple of those for myself. That's going to, um, you know, I need to think about that. And it's not just going to be like, I will not draw a dick on this chalkboard wall because I will I do will, that. I will be the baller I'm supposed to be. I am and will be. Um, so that's a couple of things from this, that, that podcast that's really good. And um, also they, they talked about their – like you got – on any podcast you listen to, um, if you're really into this kind of stuff, when they're interviewing people on those, those um, kind of podcasts, people are telling their story you know, throughout their whole life. And I just always like for the last, for the last little while, I've been thinking like, what does my story sound like if I were to be interviewed or sit down and tell someone my story, you know, cause yeah. I don't think about it on such a detailed level that I would be able to give this, um, you know, really detailed, interesting story about my life. I just, I don't think about the things that have happened to me that deep throughout my life. So I wouldn't be able to paint this big picture, but I want to be able to be, you know, and I want to be able to look at, you know, trends or, um, oh yeah, I did, I did that. So that's why I, you know, I do this this way or that kind of thing. So, um, I think journaling will help. That's step one. Cause I, I have a bad memory anyway, dudes, I forget everything. So the <laughs> being able to journal in this daily planner thing is going to help me do that. But I want to be able to tell my story in a way that, you know, encapsulates all my life and things I've been through. And, um, and it's interesting rather than just being like, yeah, I went to East High. I hope uh, I'm a good <laughs> yeah. dude, you know. Like what did what did you really do to like make an impact? Yeah, know? and what things that happened to me throughout my life um, impacted Form- today? Yeah, formulated how you think and feel and process things or whatever. I, that's a good idea, man. I, I always think about that too, like – wouldn't it be cool, like, when you – I mean, obviously, you got Elliot now, like, as he gets older, you know, and, like, you want to leave behind, like, a legacy, like, that he can be proud of. Like, that's my dad. Like, this is all the things. That, this is who he was. This is how he became. This is what he accomplished. This is why I'm able to live the life that I live, you know. For sure. Pretty deep Pretty deep if you start thinking like, like that, you know. Absolutely. So those are the thoughts that I, you know, that came from listening to that podcast. Um Really interesting stuff. I recommend it. Um, I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't spend any time not listening to us just to listen to that. But in the event you had already listened to ours a few times, go ahead on over and check that one out. It's pretty motivational. Yeah. Don't forget about us, though. I mean, don't forget where you came from. That's right, where you started. Uh, what else, man? What, what else we gonna talk about? Um, let me ask you this, man. If if um if you're able to do like start a side project right now that that you feel would be uh, fun to do to where eventually it could replace your 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 daily income at the com docs there like what what's a what's a project or a business or something that you for that you can foresee yourself doing interesting that i would i would enjoy doing and i would like the like the ultimate goal yeah like if you if you woke up this morning and didn't have to go to work what what would you rather be doing to to generate income and, and enjoy it yeah so um and this is this is funny that you asked that because it's an it's an, a good time 
because listening to I, that podcast, I broke it off and I was on this real estate guy um, who used to be like a skateboarder, high school dropout. Um, and now he's like this real estate slash like self-help guy. So, you know, in the, in the footsteps of like a Tony Robbins kind of thing. But what's it, what's, what had me thinking about kind of this question um, was this morning I was listening to this guy and he was talking about when he was like 21 years old, he met this dude who was like starting a clothing line, which ended up being LRG. Um, but the dude was like, um, you know, what do you do? And at the time he was like kind of in real estate, kind of doing some other stuff. But he just said, you know, my name's Kevion and uh, I, I, I'm a self, I'm a self-help coach. Or I'm a life coach is what he said. I'm a mm-hmm. life coach. And the guy was like, oh, for real? Like I could use, you know, we should set something up. Let's talk. And he was like, yeah, dude, cool. And he's like, it's funny because I never told anybody ever that I was a life coach. I wasn't a life coach. He's like, it's the <laughs> stuff I was passionate about. And like, you know, I had been reading about it and I, I like talking about it. He's like, but I don't know why I even said that to this dude because that's not what I do. <laughs> But next thing you know, he's like, I'm meeting with this guy every Wednesday and we're just talking. I got him writing down goals and I got him, um, you know, doing all these different things. And and that's like it kind of turned into that. Next thing you know, he like, you know, was was doing like little seminars and stuff. But so anyway, that that just made me think like that that is what i like doing we've talked about it on here my passion mm-hmm. is like developing people helping people that's why i love talking on here so much about this kind of this kind of shit so i would have to say it would be something like that dude it would be some kind of life coach thing but with but i've i've never thought that to be possible because i don't have like you know a pedigree in it yeah but you got to start somewhere you know right and hearing him talk about being able to do it just from like Who's to tell you that you're not? That's exactly you know, right. Life coach. You know what I mean? It, well, you need an audience for anything you're going to sell. So, sure. so, but you know, so many people like to hear this kind of stuff. And the fact that I have some knowledge in it, like, why can't I do that? And people ask me this kind of stuff all the time, every day. So why couldn't I, you know, turn that into something that I do for a living? So that, and I don't know what that means yet. I don't know how I'm going to go about that specifically, but that, so well, I think we're, I mean, just by implementing this podcast, it's, in a sense, we are taking a step down that road. For sure. Know, putting out positive content that helps other people, you know? Yep. You know, in, in due time, you know, we'll start building rapport and, and hopefully, you know, people gain, you know, a lot of positive energy and, you know, look at things differently in their lives, you know, and some of the things that we say influence them to you know, be more productive and creative and passionate about things that they have, have going on in their life specifically. For so sure. I think we're, we're on the, we're on the right road. I mean, that's kind of, that's the first thing that come to mind when I ask myself that question. Um, is, is I would love to be able to do something every day. I wake up and be able to help other people and, and, and see people progress in areas where they struggle or, you know, get, just help, help them realize that they are more than what they think they are. And I mean, that's the case in, in any, anybody's situation. It's just, how can we, how can I guide them or, or help them figure things out? You know, and also, you know, about myself, because I, I always want to improve myself. So if I can do it for myself, why can't I help guide other people in that same, same direction? For sure. It's definitely like a we thing, you know, cause like no matter what, we're going to keep growing and keep working at yeah. this kind of stuff. So, 
Um, it's just, you know, being able to bring people along with that and, and just give them the tools that I use or have used. Um, yeah, really interesting time for you to ask that question. Cause I was thinking about that this morning. Um, oh. and it's almost like you're in my head. I want to really look into that dude more. What's his name? Kevion. Kevion Kev- Sturdivant. Kev- I'll send you the link to the episode um, that uh, his own specific one. And I I followed him on Instagram, but he's a real estate dude. And he's like, um, you know, almost all his Instagram stuff is pretty, pretty straightforward with real estate, really expensive houses in California. But I mean, the dude was a high school dropout skateboarder. So that's what's interesting to hear him talk is he's like, you know, he's like a bro guy. You know, he's into like hip hop. Um, Yeah. (laughs) it's, it's, It's funny to hear somebody like that talk about being you know he made his first million when he was 22 years old and you know he was making 20 grand a month selling houses at 18 um it's just and and it's interesting to hear somebody from that background talk about this kind of thing and the dude is so i mean he's like a tony robbins followers his mom got him into it when he was like 16 or 17 so he was Mm -hmm. doing like the, the the fire walks and stuff with tony um tony robbins when he was like 17 so he had he did it all on his own similar to what we're talking about and then just flipped it to like, all right, I'm going to show other people, but that's still not the main source of his income or anything like that. Um, just, just, uh, so, so I'll share with you that episode. I don't remember exactly what number it is, but, um, super, super good stuff. Yeah. So what, what are you, you know, you mentioned the same kind of thing. Um, what are you, what do you got going on other than this? Anything? Right now. Yeah, I got a. So I'm re- recently just started getting into real estate investing. Oh, you're gonna love listening to this guy then. Yeah, that's why I wanna. Cause that's funny because I didn't really know about that guy until like last week. Um, but this is something I've been looking into heavy for about a month now. Um, so I, you know, I, I got all this content that I'm consuming as far as you know contracts and you know how to wholesale houses and. So I'm getting really deep into this. You know, I launched the LLC for it. I got a couple of websites going up out here for for local transactions, and to try and uh, just trying to get into that market, man. I feel like there's a lot of potential, and it's um, it's something that you can do on the side pretty easily, remotely. So it doesn't tie up a, a ton of time unless you want it to, kind of deal. And and typically, from what I understand, it's a lot of the transactions. You know, a lot of money that can be had, you know, pretty quickly um, with with minimal effort. So I'm just really um, getting into that, trying to get the, the knowledge of the whole process and all the paperwork and the forms. And Yeah, spe- speaking of minimal effort, he you know, he kind of talked about, um, I thought this was really simple, but really like interesting to hear someone say is it's not about working hard. Like people that work hard don't you know the majority of people that work really hard don't they're not the top people in in any area it's the people that that you 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 get you either are good at something so it's like recognize your gift what do you do easily that you can capitalize on what's really easy for you to do you know what i mean so like for him it was closing deals on houses it just comes really really naturally really easy for him so he you know, he found that luckily do it and you don't feel like you're working hard because it's, it comes naturally to you. So then when you do start working hard at it, 
you're like super overachieving. You can be, you know, there's no cap to how successful you can be because it's already like a gift you have. So like yeah. work until that, until something that you want becomes a gift, like a skill set, and then capitalize on it or Double recognize, down. yeah, or recognize what you already do really well. And then just go to, go to town on that. I'm like, man, yeah, duh. Yeah. It seems so easy, right? To talk about, but it's actually finding that and, um, believing it, you know, and, and then having the balls to go for it, yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, I feel like every like we hold ourselves back at the end of the day. It's whether we're worried about what other people think, are going to say, you know, embarrassment, failure, all these things are, you know, that really hinder productivity and success. And and typically, a lot of that stuff comes, it's internalized. It's your ego telling you that, you know what I mean? And so overcoming that, and, and being okay with failure, being okay with, with fucking up, being okay with looking like a, an idiot, you know, you can, you can only benefit from it, anything like that, because it's going to make you reconsider what just happened, and you learn from it, so now you know going forward, and it just gets easier and easier to, to implement new things, and, you know, I'm not going to do that, because that shit really fucked me up last time, but, um, you know, so you can, you can move on and, and achieve Whatever it is, at a grand scale, not having to worry about yourself, like talk yeah. yourself out of it. And pe- people are really afraid to take risks, and I mean, I am too. I I get it. So, but it, you know, what it takes is when you're thinking about taking a risk, like I want to do this for a living, so I got to quit doing this, like a major risk. Having an accurate picture of the worst case scenario is so important because if you if you're like, you know, I would never quit my job and go do this job I'm passionate about because it doesn't pay as much and I got these bills. So you just think like, man, I, I just can't, you know, worst case, you, you don't you don't have an accurate picture of the worst case scenario. So you just imagine, man, if I failed at that, I don't know what I would do. Okay, well, then sit down and think about what would you do if it failed? What does it look like if you took this risk and it didn't work? So I take this risk, doesn't work, doesn't pay as much, um, and then I lose that job. Okay, so now I have no income. So what happens if you have no income? Well, you know, in my case, I, you know, lose my house, lose my car. I still got Lucy though, right? I got my wife. Yeah. She she has an income. So maybe we're we're living in an apartment somewhere cheap. So what's really really important in my life? It's her and my son. So at the end of the day, if this risk I took didn't pan out and I'm living in some crappy apartment with her and my son, I still have them. Right. So how bad is it? Yeah, you know, so um, take the risk. Yeah, Tim Ferriss talks about this too. It's like a, it's called fear setting. Oh yeah, have you heard him talk about that? Yeah, it's like basically um, visualizing if if you were to take this risk or whatever, what's the worst like worst case scenario? You put yourself at the absolute like if all everything goes wrong, you know, where would you end up? And chances are, if you di- if you dive that deep, it's it's not that not that big of a deal it's not that dramatic whatever you know the risk you're willing to take at the end of the day it doesn't impact you as much as you really think it does right that's a good practice to like and it's not easy to think like that man because you it's easy to say well you know and you, you have some level of comfort where you're at in most cases yeah whether you're happy or not so you just kind of deal with it but but then where where's the growth you know where do you go from here is this is this really what you want the rest of your life because that's what the, but that attitude is going to happen. Well, yeah. Then, then you look back and you, you've spent your whole life kind of comfortable. 
yeah. <laughs> like that's not the way to do it. So yeah, you just gotta, um, you gotta, you, fear setting is a good way to put it. You got to analyze the actual risk. And then, uh, you know, the majority more often than not, you're just going to want to go for it. And then especially yeah. if you've recognized your gift, you know what I mean? So like I, I've look at where you're at, you know, I, I've gotten to where I'm at by being a, you know, a leader of people, helping people and, and working, um, you know, just being passionate about, about people, helping people and, and being really efficient in everything I do. So if I did take this huge risk, it didn't work out. I can absolutely find some company I can get some job at that I can have. I know that I can have an impact and I can move up the ladder a little bit, you know, maybe not right yeah. back to where I was, but um, you know, I have that skill set to fall back on. You can't take my skill set away from me. Yep. So there's always that. So even if worst case scenario didn't work, I'm in this crappy apartment. It's not like I'm never going to have, it's not like my skill set's gone. So I can, I can tap into that and go do something along those lines again and get back to where I was. Yeah. If you just, if you never do anything, then you'll never know. So you'll never be put in a position to where you can even take what yep. you have today and, and tenfold it. You know what I mean? Can't stop. Won't stop. A wise man once said, I think that was Gandhi. Rockefeller. Uh, I'm taking over for yeah. the nine nine and the two thousand. So good stuff, man. This was good. I like just letting it spitball and freestyle it a little bit. Yeah, yeah, me too. Um, we'll round this bad boy out. I think, unless you have anything else. No, I think we're we're good. We're solid I, on the time. I got a quote that I heard this week that I really liked. Um, Find something you die for and live for it. Oh, that's deep. That is deep. You got to sit on that one for a minute and chew on that. Chew that up like some fine yeah. sirloin before you really understand it. Yeah, find something you die for and live for it, man. That's that's uh, some heavy stuff. Is that me, bro? Um, that's why we're talking right now, baby. I just want to let you know. Uh, <laughs> I die for you, so I'm living for you. I'm living for you, so don't die. I'll uh, die first. So that's it, man. Good, uh, good talk, everybody. Please give us some feedback, like, share, comment, um, and and give us some feedback, man. Keep shooting them yeah. questions over. We're still getting them. Let us know what you're thinking. Let us know, uh, you know, favorite episode, least favorite episode. That would be good to know, so we can kind of see, you know, the things that we can cut out or or add more. What of you want to hear more of? Right. So what, let us know that like. kind of stuff. What you don't like. And if you need you like me to start farting, more. your phone is not a problem. I got guests on deck drinking this Cherry Zero Coca-Cola. If you want to learn how to draw dicks, hit up your boy Jimmy Savikovic. Just come look at my bedroom wall. Uh, <laughs> that's it, man. So uh, between now and next time, hit us up and um, do something to grow your brain a little bit. <laughs> a little fumble risky. <laughs> <laughs> Stay productive and get shit done.